Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today I'm here with Jen Mons, and we are going to talk about prosperity consciousness through five-element wealth, that's W-E-L-L-T-H. Uh, but before we swing into that topic, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better and get the answer to what is your number one spiritual superpower. And you can do that very quickly by going out to the superpower quiz. I designed this quiz because so many clients and others come through my world and I hear a lot of, oh, if only I was talented like Sophia or I was talented like Jen. And the truth is we don't need another Jen. We don't need another Sophia. We need you and your particular set of gifts. And so I designed this quiz to stand as a mirror for you to look in so that you get a peek into what your spiritual giftedness is. You can find that quiz at superpowerquiz.us. And with that out of the way, I would like to introduce our guest today, Jen. Jen Mons is a mentor for healers, coaches, and a conscious feminine and conscious feminine leaders. There we go. <laughs> she brings her experience as an energy and wellness intuitive, an international retreat facilitator, a holistic coach and life coach, and a licensed spiritual healer. She specializes in a blend of energy healing and intuitive coaching to bring clarity through energetic alignment to your soul wisdom through five-element wellness. She specializes in reprogramming the ego through divine healing, number mapping from the Center for Conscious Ascension. She is the host of the podcast Body and Soul Wisdom, the creator of the Embodied Feminine, and the Illuminate Your Souls retreats, as well as the North Star Collective for healers, coaches, and conscious feminine leaders. She coaches, mentors, and educates healers, coaches, and consciously driven entrepreneurs seeking natural balanced health, more energy, self-confidence, freedom, and fulfillment in their life by harnessing the energy of healing, shadow work, five element wisdom, and to embody prosperity consciousness. Through her own life experience and health crises, she has mastered creating the foundation for a blueprint that is an energetic vibrational match for the highest expression of your soul signature and is also the creator of the six-step process, Soul Wisdom Imprinting. Welcome, Jen. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Oh, thank you so much for that lovely introduction and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I know we had so much fun on your podcast that it's like, well, you got to come over to my place and we'll do it again. <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. We had a lot of fun. Absolutely. So before you became this spiritual healer, coach, and purveyor of all sorts of balance and amazingness, uh, what was life like before? We all have a before. We do have a before and mine was very different. I I joke that I think by the age of maybe 35, I felt like I had already had nine lives. And so, you know, that was 10 years ago already. Um, <laughs> I think you can relate to that. But yeah, so um, 
I, I guess, you know, as a child, I grew up as a military brat moving around everywhere. And then what do we do from our childhood experiences? Sometimes based on our experiences, we try to become our parents. And so I was going to say, we reenact <laughs> everything we learned as children, be it good or ill. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. And so I ended up attending college at a military academy. There's five ser- service academies. Most people hear of Air Force, Navy, West Point, Coast Guard. And the one I went to was the Merchant Marine Academy, ah. which um, is on Long Island and took me to uh, travel the world on ships, which is really what I was drawn to was being on the water. Also, thankfully, I met my husband there. That was probably the best thing I got out of it. All the there other There you parts. go. Besides the travel on the water. Yes. <laughs> and the travel on the water. But other than that, quite honestly, it was a very challenging experience as a woman, 8% women in the school. And so I then led me down a path of um, just be working in very masculine dominated you know, workplaces, whether on ships or in the military as a reservist. And I also had an engineering degree. So oh, I, yeah, that's not going to bring more remember? women into your life either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was really just, um, you know, embodying my masculine at the time in every way that I could. And and I just remember, um, so I'm working corporate as an engineer. I'm a naval reservist. I'm also a merchant marine, you know, licensed Coast Guard officer and uh, always had a lot of energy, hard worker. I like to call myself recovering perfectionist and overachiever. Yes, I don't really, me too. Yep. <laughs> me I don't too. like to own that anymore. I'm recovering and I think yes. we're always, reco- I don't, I can't say that I fully recovered because I'm still always learning as that, we always well, do. Well, and that tendency, that reflex I find tends to be there. And then I have to like talk myself down off the ledge. <laughs> it's That's like, right. no, 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 you don't need to go there. In fact, my screensaver on my computer, if, if you could see it on the radio. It's big purple uh, backdrop and bright yellow letters that says done beats perfect. Get her done and get her out there. (laughs) I love that. I might have to I might have to utilize that in my workspace as well. Um, But I really yeah, that that's we could probably do a whole podcast episode on just that, you know, topic. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Well, and my body, my body won't let me go there anymore. When I try to go down that road, it's like, nope, I'm going to become exhausted on you. Okay, so I need to rethink it. <laughs> I certainly relate to that very much so. And I, I really do believe that our bodies speak to us. And that, of course, as you mentioned in the intro, was part of my story. Um, so, yeah, before, I guess, you know, previous life, I guess we'll just say up until motherhood, because that was really a changing point for me because of, of an experience that I had. Um, but just, you know, working corporate, working hard, working, I don't know who works 40 hours a week, honestly. I think maybe I, 60 was I the don't lowest. know that I've met anyone that actually works 40. When I was in corporate, I was like 58 to, to 65. That was kind of the range. That was probably my low end. Yeah. And I, there were definitely... 15 hour days, five. And I worked so at the time I worked in manufacturing, I had a couple different corporate jobs. Yeah. And when and my last corporate job as an engineer is manufacturing, which means that stuff breaks all the time. And yeah. so you you get called at night. And um, so yeah, that's kind of the first part of my story. And then I I became pregnant and um, you know, just had this belief like that that 
I think a lot because of my upbringing and because of the time that I was, that we were born in. It's like, I just remember feeling like I could do, you know, we could, women could do anything and, and, and have babies. Yes. Yes. I remember in high school, I was working on graduating and doing all the things that high school seniors do, you know, band and choir and theater and all of that stuff, in addition to trying to graduate. And I had taken on a of an extended babysitting stint for one of my neighbors, like every afternoon kind of thing. And my mother bought me this super mom t-shirt. It's like, <laughs> oh, is that where I'm going? And already I haven't even graduated yet. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think I just kind of had, I really just believed that you know, it was just an interesting kind of feeling. It's like, yeah, we we could do everything. And um, it was just too much, you know, trying yeah. to really... You don't have time to enjoy it when you go down that road, I find. I don't know what your experience was, but it's there's yeah. so much doing. There's very little space for enjoying. Well, I think your relationships they don't flourish. Um, your health certainly can take a hit. Your finances can take a hit. Your joy. I mean, everything really, uh, when you're in that place of just over exhausting yourself. And what I noticed is the mind was really coming from a place of trying to prove myself, just being a woman in a very masculine dominated, um, environment. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have to do it as well as the guys and backwards and in heels, right? (laughs) And better, really, and it's, better, it comes yeah. down to better because already they, you know, they you they assume you can't. So yeah, um, I mean, I had been fired for being a woman. I had been, uh, you know, worked in unions and and just so I had had so many experiences that I just was always trying to prove the next thing, and so ultimately, ultimately, I mean, my health suffered, and trying to, uh, I guess become a mother and be pregnant yet still working 12 to 15 hours a day with just really my body took a hit with the added extra burden of the shifts and the profound changes that happen as you go through pregnancy i mean your body remakes itself during that time in a lot of ways God Absolutely. Love you. And, you know, I just wasn't at a place in my life where I was, I was young. I was only 28. So I was just, I didn't even, didn't even, I look at young women now who are, you know, becoming mothers and they just appear to have so much more wisdom than I did. I was just ignoring, <sighs> ignoring my body and just pushing and pushing and just well, thought, really, I can that, do this all. That's what we were raised to do. I mean, our our generation, at least, I I can't speak to the generations after me because obviously that's not when I was raised, but I was raised to give 110% and then find another 10% more. Yeah. I, I was not trained to, well, periodically take a break or shift to something else or moderate your work schedule. None of that was in my language even. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And so um, what happened is I I never really, I was pretty sick throughout my entire pregnancy. And um, 
And, but I, I, my mom was six. I didn't think much of it. And then, and then I stopped growing. I never really looked pregnant. And mm. um, I went in for my 32 week appointment. And at that point in time was immediately admitted into the emergency room. Oh, hello. That will wake you up. <laughs> yeah. So that was when things began to change. Um, and I was just in denial because I was still in that place of like, no, I can like, I, I you know, this doesn't can, happen to me. I can soldier on. Yes, <laughs> that's right. No, nothing bad ever happens to me. And I'll just I can remember doctors telling me that things weren't going well. And I just thought they don't know what they're talking about. Like, you know, this. Is, and I just remember I was like, I have to get back to work. Like I'm like I'm launching this new product in two weeks. And you don't understand. I don't have time to to be here. Literally telling the doctor, like, I don't have time to be here. I need to get back to work. And he's like, uh, you actually, you're not going anywhere. You're probably yeah. not going to be leaving until that baby was born. And that was eight weeks before my due date. And I was like, I, that can't be right. And sure yeah. enough, a couple of days later, um, I, I had started getting really sick very quickly and had pregnancy-induced liver failure. Oh, my. Um, so it's something called HELP syndrome. And uh, it was, yeah, it was just a life-changing event. How it had an out-of-body experience and um was in a lot of pain and uh thankfully she was born early and tiny and relatively healthy and my health however did that was sort of the beginning of my, the next phase of my journey so i was in the hospital for a couple of weeks and so was she and then you know life just sort of changed after that like i took a oh, year yeah. off of work and had to put my health first and really just reevaluate like how do I want to live my how do I want my life to be yeah exactly can we rewind for a second because you kind of just slipped it in there and then skated past it um what was happening for you as you were going through this crisis and where did the out of body experience fit into it and what mm. was that experience like so it was interesting because it was actually after she was born because they did sort of an emergency um, C-section. And I remember very few things except that after she was born, I started to feel a little bit better, but I was really kind of in and out of like, you know, awareness, consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And then after she was born, I continued to be in so much more pain because my liver was continuing to fail and it just oh, hurt yeah. so bad. And so a, a lot of times, I mean, so this one of the um, highest risk things a pregnant woman can have is HELP syndrome and, and many women die from it. And in 16, 17 years ago, it wasn't a lot known about it. And it's more and more now, but it wasn't then. So it was. I was really lucky that they figured out what happened. But the, that moment was just laying in the bed and, and it had 36 hours after the baby was born, still hadn't had a chance to hold her because I, I wasn't really with it. And um, I just remember laying in the bed and being in so much pain and trying to communicate that I was in pain and being totally misunderstood. Like I couldn't say the words. They were like yellow, yellow lights everywhere. I had tunnel vision. I really couldn't talk much and I wanted to tell people what was hurting and I wanted them to make it go away, but they didn't understand. And I also, I had just had this baby, but I was very just dis kind of disconnected from that because I hadn't held her, hadn't seen her. I was still kind of in survival mode. And I remember seeing my husband sitting next to me with his head down. And I just remember thinking like, I'm in so much pain and nobody understands me. I feel so alone. Like I, I could just go, like, I'm just going to go. This is like, I'm a, but the, the most painful part was it was the first time in my life. I really felt like a failure. 
because I had had this birth plan and it didn't go that way. And I just felt like I have just let my body let me down. I like, this is like, you know, the most painful experience I've ever had. And, um, yeah. And it was sort of like a behind, like I was just kind of like behind and then there was this voice and it wasn't my voice. And it was just like, um, this, this isn't just about you. Like you need to go downstairs and hold your baby. And it was, I was like, what? <laughs> and so, and I, and it was like 11 o'clock at night and I started to try to get the words out. And I told my husband and he wheeled me down there in the wheelchair and they said, no, I'm sorry, it's too late. And I just started crying. And he's like, she needs to see her now. And I just remember being wheeled in there to see her and um, making eye contact with her. And she, her eyes just looked right through me. And it was like, she's like, I'm back. I'm back. And I was like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Stay but it was very me. piercing. And like, it, it was almost that feeling of like, I was being brought back. It was like a shock to my heart. You know that I yeah. think of like the defibrillator. And I was like, oh, it kind of snapped me out of it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So that was the moment and it was, yeah, it was just really very surreal. And it was, you know, I've done a lot of work around, a lot of healing work around it now. So I can speak to it as if it was, um, I, I mean, it took years to go through the recovery oh, process. I'm sure it did. That's that's a lot, just the health aspect of it, let alone bringing in the pregnancy and and the family ramifications. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I love that it was that that eye-to-eye visual connection with your child that brought you back. Yeah, I can see it now. Like when I speak of it, I'll never forget. It was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> back in the body, let's do this Yeah, thing. it was. It was kind of like I was kind of fading in and out. And then all of a sudden I was, I'm here. Okay, she was like, I'm here. And I was like, I'm here. It was just the, and, and we've made we've made a pact. <laughs> well, we are up on our first break already. Can you believe this? <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. It really does. So I want to hear the rest of how this plays out. Um, but we'll have to do that after the break. Everyone who's joined us here today, I'm so happy you're here with us. And I would invite you to spend a little time with your pen and your paper and think back to some of the moments when you were on the verge of giving up because we all have those moments where it's like this is just too much and spend a little time acknowledging the thing the person the connection that pulled you back from that and hang with us we'll be right back from the break this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. 
We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Jen Mons. And before the break, she was telling us about an out-of-body experience that she had after she gave birth to her daughter. And when we went to break, we were in the NICU, and you had connected Mm. with your daughter eye-to-eye and really soul-to-soul. So pick that story up for us. Yeah, I just got like, you know, goosebumps, of course, when you said that, Um, because it really is a soul to soul connection. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just been so many peeling of the layers since then. But um, that was really my rebirth. It was like her birth and my and my rebirth. And I had a a decision to make in that moment. Like, was I going to be a victim of this circumstance? and knowing the road ahead of me could be very challenging because it was nothing I had prepared for. I thought this was all just going to be easy. And, you know, the way <laughs> Mother the way, were yeah. a walk in the park. It's all That's Norman right. Rockwell. And yes. <laughs> well, and, and my plan, right? Like I thought yeah, it was going to go. Plan, my, <laughs> the plan. The plan rules yeah. all, right? <laughs> That's right. And no, that plan was, that was the beginning of the non-plan plan. So, um yeah, that and in that moment, I just, um, I sort of my at that time, I would say like I, my sort of like survivor strategy becomes this very like okay, it was kind of like I almost went back a little bit into what got me there. It's like my survivor strategy is to sort of like push and hustle and overwork, but I just knew that this I felt this energy rise within me, like I I was going to overcome this. And but then I also knew that she was going to lead the way, and that was really uncomfortable. Yeah, really uncomfortable, right? This tiny little three pound infant is like here to teach me something. Okay, um, <laughs> all right. Um, but guess what? They are our greatest teachers. They really are. I know. Even when they can't speak, it they, 
it's because they do, they speak with their eye, like in that moment, her eyes, right? And so that really just began, I mean, that, like I said, that was my rebirth. And so, so many things unfolded after that. I thought the hardest part was over, but really... <laughs> this it is really, where the work starts. Yeah, it, it, it really does because you make a conscious choice to surrender to what has unfolded before you. And for somebody who up until that point in my life for 28 years, pretty much everything had gone really well and the way that I had planned it to. And so I had this false belief that I was con in control. <laughs> that of everything. your plans actually meant something. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it was super humbling. And I think, you know, uh, motherhood is that way and parenting in general for all of us. And as a result of that experience, though, came a lot of health challenges for both of us. And I had always considered myself to be a very healthy person. I swam competitively in college. I ate relatively healthy. I always valued health. But this was like a whole nother level that layers, again, that just kept unpeeling. And so I took a year off of work and spent that time resting, but also in survival mode because um, she, she was a very, very challenging, I like to say spirited Spirited baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Opinionated, <And> perhaps. <laughs> just, yes, and still is. But, you know, it, as a baby, like, just very, um, just didn't sleep and mm -hmm. very sensitive to everything in the world, the foods, the sounds, you know, everything. And that, and that is part of how I got to where I am is she, both my children actually have just been teaching me. Um, showing me more of who I am that I had suppressed, right? Just about just being so sensitive to all the things that we're doing in our current life that just aren't working. And so I, I ended up going back to that job for a couple of weeks. And then my husband got his dream job that we'd been working towards, which moved us out to Florida, which is where I live now. We lived in Arizona at the time, which I know is, I think that's where you are. Yeah, that's where I am right now. <laughs> right. So from Arizona to Florida, we've been here for 15 years. And then from there, um, like I said, I, my job was to take care of her, but also to restore my health. I mean, it was kind of like a full-time job, but also her health. So I then became a holistic health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, I began focus like I had to make all the food because this was really just the beginning yeah. of the journey. I mean, she was just constantly sick with so many different things. Nobody had answers for anything. We spent five days a week in various different doctors' offices. And then fast forward three years when she was three years old, th there was just this moment where I would I, like, I can't tell you how many times I felt this moment of just pure surrender, which has really been the life path that I've learned from this experience. Yes is the surrender. And I was at a, another moment of surrender. It was just this night in October. I had a, a second child, which I was told to never have, but I just knew that it was, I knew that it was going to work out. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I love and, that. And right? this is one of these moments of, of really respecting your intuition. And I've got to salute your courage. Thank because you. for many people, and I know I'm in this group sometimes, I'll get an intuitive hit that I am supposed to fill in the blank, but then the fear will pop up. And it's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it safe and I'm not gonna go down that road. So I, I want to salute your bravery in going down that road and in trusting and respecting your intuition to do that. 
because you had plenty of reason not to. Absolutely. And, and that was like the theme that was like the theme constantly was, was the invitation to listen to my intuition over and over and over again with all of the wellness choices. And I won't go into all the details of what was happening around her health and my health, but you know, what, what ended up unfolding was like the traditional things just weren't helping. They weren't working. Yeah. And we were, we overexhausted all of the possibilities. And there was just a night where I was just so desperate and I, and I like, I couldn't, I couldn't take my daughter to the emergency room and I had a baby and my husband was working and weird things were happening. Like her feet and hands were swollen, like purple balloons. And she had this rash and she couldn't breathe. And I, and I called her pediatrician and, and I was just like, I'm done. Like I'm doing everything my way now. And because this, I kept ignoring that voice, right? The same voice that I heard when she was born. Like then I was Mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, I hear it, but I'm also in survival mode. Right. Well, and the doctor is saying something else and yeah. Exactly. And, and I started, and I just made a decision in October of 2009 to start changing things and doing everything holistic and not doing it from a place of fear, but from a place of trust. And that, so at three years, when she was three, that began our healing journey. So it was really three years of survival mode, but then it was really another three years of survival mode because the healing journey, when you transition from um, kind of traditional practices to, to integrative or holistic, it takes a long time to peel back layers and to because it's not an overnight magic pill. So Yeah, exactly. Well, the holistic stuff is never like magic pill territory. It's all process-based. It's about supporting your system to get back into a rhythm. And your body has its own timetable that has to be respected. That's right. Yeah. And we were kind of doing it together, you know, in different ways. Um, And I mean, there were just, like I said, I keep saying there were so many layers. I, I, so I, I then began health coaching because we had really gotten her off of six prescription drugs. Yay. Um, right. Go at, mom. <laughs> at age three. I mean, isn't that kind of wild? Like she was on six prescription drugs at age three. We got her off of those within six months and started doing things more. We started doing herbal and food and really started to get somewhat of a quality of life back. And um, so that was really empowering. So then I, of course, be, started working with other people in their health because we yeah. had just had such amazing results in our health. And then eventually she got better and life got easier and it was enjoyable. And um, also there was this other piece that I was navigating the whole time. Normally what I found out is when you have a child with like a lot of allergies, like allergic to the world and allergic to prescription drugs and the whole thing. That's kind of my story. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard that one. Yeah. So there, well, there's this piece and this is, you know, for the parents out there too. Like I just started listening to some of the things that she was saying. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that's just a side effect from the medication she's on or whatever, but, um, you know, she really had this like deep sense of awareness and sensitivity energetically. She could see things, hear things, know things. And that started, I started just listening more and not judging it and just being really open to it, which was not, you know, 
something that was really available to me as a child. Right. Um, and I started just kind of reconnecting and remembering like, yeah, no, actually this is, this is not like crazy stuff. This is the reality. And um, I think when she, when we started to get our health back, like kind of our vibration began to uh, uh, sort of raise a little bit Mm -hmm. and it sort of kind of detoxed out the funky energy from the prescriptions and the the stress and the striving and and, that's right and it and things just became a little bit more clear so then there was this whole so then there was like next level parenting energy sensitivity sort of started (laughs) coming into the you know into play around that time I love that you found you followed your intuition into health for yourself and for your daughter because honestly health is wealth in a lot of ways and those of us when we're healthy don't always appreciate how very wealthy we are in that moment 100% yeah so you found this spot of of health and wealth for your daughter some freedom time some time to really start thinking about how you are consciously parenting this young soul um how how did you start to find your five pillars in there (laughs) every pillar was an experience for me (laughs) really i think that's how it happened i started with the physical aspect of health and studied nutrition and did holistic integrative nutrition. Then I had an opportunity to dive deeper through functional medicine um, and detoxification. I did different trainings and, um, and really like, you know, we went from being sick all the time to like really hardly ever being sick. It was like a miracle and it was amazing. And like you said, health is wealth. And once you lose your health, you realize how valuable it is. And because all you do, all you do is spend your energy trying to get better. You can't do anything else. Like you're just yeah. trying to make it through the day. So, um, but then I actually had a second health crisis in 2014. Uh-huh, and because you didn't learn enough the first time. <laughs> didn't learn enough, but I, but I was eating healthy. Yeah. I was eating super healthy. I was, it was actually at the peak of eating clean and it was an interesting health crisis. My dad had gone in for heart surgery and I was having the same symptoms he was. He had low pressure. I had low blood pressure. He had high. He was fainting. I was, and I was like, this is really weird. And I ended up going into the emergency room and I, I, would, I never went. It was kind of like an energetic health crisis, but the voice came back in my head and said, you can eat as healthy as you want, like the same voice. Mm-hmm. But if you do not take care of your spirit, doesn't matter. And I was like, yeah. oh, So I started realizing I was rejecting this other part of me, right? Like health was one part. It was the physical part. So that was next journey. Started doing breath work, became a yoga teacher, homeschool traveled with my kids, um, really started to get into healing the mindset piece um, Mm -hmm. and also the emotional freedom piece and started doing work around healing core wounds and um, you know, that relate to mother and father, which was very much what got me into this whole thing to begin with, because that, I mean, it, everybody has mother father wounds, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And that's where a lot of our shadow work comes from as well. <laughs> for sure. I mean, your parents can be super amazing, but it's really just representing your relationship to the own masculine and feminine within you. Yeah. And so, um, so that was sort of like phase 
two, three, the second and third elements of, I guess, wealth, well-being that I started diving into was the mindset and the emotional freedom piece. And so there's the physical, emotional, and um, the mindset piece. And as I was moving through that and committed to doing my own shadow work, I was evolving spiritually. So it's not like I had, I mean, I did have sort of like that one awakening moment, but then I feel like I had another one and I would hear these clear messages and just kept evolving um, into, and, and also noticing the reflection in my clients that I was working with Mm -hmm. and also in my children in the world around me that the things that I was being, uh, that I was learning and being shown to sort of teach that could be available for me to help the women I was serving were also things I had just gone through. Right. And I, I find that to be the case. It's like the universe conspires to bring our issues to us uh, in the form of other people in a lot of time, in a lot of ways. I've noticed such a that. wonderful gift because yes. you get to you get to you know I, I always say like um, I don't say learn teach grow and then and prosper right it's like yeah. you learn and then you teach and then you you everybody grows and then everybody prospers. <laughs> I find that I I have to teach it to really learn it. It's, it's something about the way I'm wired. Some people have to do, I have to teach it. And once I teach it, then I've got it forever. I think I'm the same way. And I love yeah. teaching. So we are coming up on our second break already. Can you believe this? No. <laughs> I know. It just goes so fast. Uh, so hang with us over the course of this break. We will be back in just a few minutes and we will talk about what exactly the five pillars are and how wealth it equates to prosperity, and we'll talk to you in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. I am still here with Jen Mons. And she was sharing her five pillars before we went to break. And I think we'd gotten through like pillar three or four. It was your physical health, your emotional freedom, your mental mindset, and pick it up from there. Yeah. So that really opens up the space for spiritual growth and you know, I like to speak in terms of energy. And so um, I guess the way I see it is as I was committed to taking care of my physical health, as I'm doing the shadow work and and clearing, you know, kind of the behavior patterns and the limiting beliefs that were showing up through shadow work. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm journaling a lot. I'm doing breath work. I'm I'm working on creating a positive mindset. I want to say that I'm I'm navigating life challenges just like everybody else. So I think this yeah. is the piece that people don't see. They hear kind of the hero story afterwards, like, oh, you yeah. had this hard experience and you came through it, but it's it was all now life is now life is perfect, right? You're living the happily ever after with the the prince and the castle top, right? <laughs> and yeah, and you know, that part's such that part is a daily choice, and yeah. then it, and it's not actually who I think I was innately born to be, or who I was conditioned to be. Certainly, I wasn't necessarily taught that the glass was always half full, and so it was. Um, my husband's that way, which is wonderful. But I, but it's a practice for me. It's an intention and a practice every day, and I am truly grateful. And I'm always practicing that, right? Yeah. And I'm navigating life challenges through the years. I'm I'm raising kids and health things come up every once in a while, very small at this point in time. But there were we navigated some losses um with loved ones and we we had a uh, were affected by a hurricane and we, we you know had some other things that happened too that were just super challenging. But at least at this point in time I felt like I really empowered in my health, which felt like a really good foundation. I had committed a lot of time to healing um a lot of emotional shadow work and, and core wounding i was becoming more empowered in that and and learning the importance of leading life living life through my gifts rather than from my wounds yeah 
Let me ask you something. Define shadow work for us, because uh, I don't think people always have a very clear understanding of what that really comprises or why one would be interested in doing that, mm. I think, because we're kind of taught to hide our shadow and, and distance ourselves from our shadow. Yeah, it's the part of us that we reject and we don't want people to see and that we hide and it it might feel vulnerable or unsafe or it it might um it might the shadow is like the ego that wants to you know be validated or seen and usually underneath that there's some very painful experiences that created some really glamorous survivor strategies <laughs> and that that's how i like to word it and um, some of them do look glamorous <laughs> well over overworking is one yeah. of them mm -hmm. and that yeah, was mine. That being the overachiever yes you wouldn't think there's a downside to that except it does have very very dark side absolutely and one of the ones I was working through was the acceptance of the strength in my own feminine energy. Ha having chosen to live a very masculine life was really actually a survivor strategy, very protective. It was a, a need to prove, a need to be respected, a need to kind of show up in a certain way. And yeah, at the well, same- we, we do live in a patriarchy and it definitely rewards those sorts of behaviors uh, obviously, it rewards them abundantly as a man, but it also rewards women who are willing to take on those same characteristics. And that's exactly the paradigm I want to shift, because yeah. I really do believe that we are in a time where we've done that already, and it hasn't served us. And most of the women that I work with tend to be that type of woman who they're, they are now breadwinners, and they have children, and they're exhausted, and they're unfulfilled mm -hmm. and unhappy. Usually there's a breakdown in either marriage, health, or finances. Right. And well, and a lot of times it feels impossible to step away from that, what I want to say, high-powered, high-earning career because you've got the golden handcuffs on, right? You've got the big house and you've got the car and you've got several kids and private school tuition and a, a bunch of other things going on. It, you begin to feel trapped. A hundred percent. Yeah, that is definitely what happens. And yes, I, I just, I really believe that collectively we're in a time where women are being invited to totally shift that and really put out quality over quantity and um, really just embody, I like to say energy management over time management. I've, mm. I've really found energetic alignment based on our our value system through this five element idea this foundation of five element wealth which is basically centered around our well-being that we that the inner work creates the outer results that it, yes. we flourish from the inside out like a tree or a water spring that just keeps you know giving and um i and i would agree with that because you can you can schedule the heck out of your day with your, your calendar system. But if you only have three teaspoons of energy and you spend them all in the first hour, you're done. I don't care what else is on your calendar. Yeah, the word that comes has, I've been using a lot lately is um, being resourced. And I really mm. like that word because it's receiving on, on so many levels and um, receiving 
nourishment from the food you eat, which has a specific vibrational energy. I mean, every choice we make creates part of our energetic imprint. It's create, it's literally creating like the energetic DNA map for our granddaughter's daughter's daughter. Like that we're yeah. we will be ancestors one day, right? Exactly. So the choices- and your epigenetics gets passed on. And it does. And just for those of you out there who are like, Epa, what, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our DNA, right? They used to think it was a very static thing. You've got this and therefore it gives you that. But the truth of the matter is you have a whole range of stuff that's in your DNA, some of which is expressed and some of which is not expressed. And epigenetics is about turning on and turning off the things that are expressed in your DNA. And it turns out that that on and off expression is heritable to your children. And so this is, I suspect, why you and your daughter had a similar health crisis happening after her birth because things had been switched off while you were in that pregnancy that she inherited at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And when you start to really understand that, it it can feel, it could feel overwhelming at first, but actually it's very empowering because you get to choose, you get to yeah. even understand that every meal is a, an opportunity to nourish yourself. Every, yeah. and, you know, taking the time to move and working through your mindset and um, choosing to to grow and evolve spiritually, which I believe we're all higher, hardwired to do. And the spiritual growth path is, I would say, combines like the willingness to go to that place where the shadow work that we talked about, which is the place of vulnerability and embrace that part of you rather than rejecting it, which is a core wound that many of us have rejection or yeah. abandonment and yeah. really allowing ourselves to embody the whole part of us. So exactly. I, I, I take, taught that. Take that skeleton out of your closet and make it dance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Have fun with it. Um, and that, you know, the four, I think we hear about like the four, we hear about mind, body, spirit. All the and time. Yeah. We hear about that all the time. And, and there's been, I think maybe social media has made it a, a little easier to sort of, you know, talk about spiritual growth and there, you know, there's, a lot of work around that. There's many different, I guess, thoughts on what that is. Um, and so I, th- I feel like that's kind of common language that most people probably are interested in, right? Probably people interested on this show, they're, they're interested in what their spiritual path and their spiritual growth. And the fifth one is the financial piece, financial freedom, which was sort of the, the last hard lesson I had to learn, which happened a couple years ago. Life yeah. is going really good. And, um, life is going good. My business is going good. I finally took it from, you know, um, just was able to like four times increase my income, hire my first business coach in about 2018. And then I started getting offers to like partner with other people. And, and one of the offers came from, um, someone who, uh, had actually been an intuitive coach for me turned friend and had asked me to, to partner with her. And that business part, that relationship just ended up, ended up in betrayal and hurt. Mm-hmm. And from the same place coming full circle um, affected me financially. And what I learned is never to trust 
someone else more than myself. So here we are talking about that intuition again, right? Yes. Uh Um, And so I really just kind of was at that place where, again, I was going to surrender, walk away from my business um, that I had built for 10 years. And it was like that learning point again of just really understanding that financial freedom gives us choice. It allows us to... um, it allows us to be in that cycle of giving and receiving, giving from a place of overflowing, giving from a place of being resource. It allows us to amplify our voice and, mm-hmm. and like we're doing here and our values into the world. And it just gives us the, it gives us freedom. It gives us choice. And in order for us to shift that paradigm of sort of the the overworking hustle and grind into this place of alignment, into this place of being resourced, into this place of five element wealth. It, and, it, and I love that you brought money into it in a in an expressed verbal, uh, you know, called out kind of way, because I think in the awakened world, there's kind of this feeling that, well, if you're awakened, you should be above that. You shouldn't uh, be concerned with that in any way. And I don't find that to be accurate in my experience because it is the medium of exchange in this world, in society, the way that we have it set up right now. And when you, when you go, oh, I don't have to think about or deal with that, you cripple yourself in a lot of ways. Every spiritual teacher talks about prosperity. It's in the Bible. Like yeah. any, it's it's how Mother Nature operates. Mother Nature exactly. is naturally abundant. I mean, yes, the trees out in the middle of the forest don't need us. Talking about prosperity, and then there's talking about money. And I right. love that you call it out as what it is: money. It's not always just prosperity and oh prosperity and resources sometimes it is green money foldable (laughs) yeah it's an it's an energy that's a vehicle for change that's what it is absolutely so we are down to our last two minutes and i know you brought a gift with you for the guests would you like to share a little bit about that gift the prosperity workshop the Prosperity Roadmap. Create your Prosperity Roadmap is what I have here. The Prosperity Roadmap is the ebook that we use in the workshop. So yes, I would like to share that with the guests that will give them the framework for really understanding prosperity consciousness, understanding the five elements of wealth, and really getting clear on why does this even matter? Because if we, if the listeners of this show really want to contribute and create change in the world then getting really clear on why this matters and also taking ownership taking ownership that you that you, that we are the source we are the source of time and money we get to choose how we receive it we get to choose what we do with it but most importantly the energy of prosperity number one is embodied trust but also number two is a cycle of giving and receiving yes. so we receive which is the struggle for most, so that yes. we, so that we can then put things out into the world. Yes, exactly. Well, and especially as women, I know coming up, I was, I was trained to be a giver, uh, and also trained not to receive, and that's not a good balanced combination because when you do that, you run out of time, energy, willingness, like really super quickly because you're not being properly resourced on the way back. We are 
down to the end of our show already. Thank you, Jen, for coming and joining with us today. If you're interested in getting Jen's ebook, the Prosperity Roadmap ebook, uh, you can go to sovereignself.media and look for her information. The link will be right there on that page. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here. 